Recruitment Revealed. Listen, learn, adapt. Sponsored by Hira, a powerful award-winning platform for internal mobility, employee referrals and alumni networks. Visit hireuponline.com. All interviews take place over the internet, so please forgive the odd sound distortion. Hello and welcome to Recruitment Revealed. As always, in the next 15 to 20 minutes, we try and give you some recruitment food for thought. So my guest today is Mitch Sullivan. Mitch, how are you? I'm good, Gary. How are you? Uh, Yeah, really good. Really good. Um, Lovely, uh, almost sunny day here in Dublin. So we'll take that as a a good sign. Um, Mitch, as always with with guests, I ask them to just introduce themselves. So in 60 seconds or less, tell us who you are. Right. Um, I'm an old recruiter. I've been, been, um, been doing this for a long time now, nearly, I think, 32 years. Um, and, and I came into recruitment relatively late compared to most people. Um, so look, I've, I've, I'm, I guess I'm unusual in so much as um, I've done a lot of different jobs in recruitment. I started out in contingency, uh, running a contingency sales team. Um, I dabbled in some retained search early on, learned how to write ads or learned the basics early on, which, which, which we'll come on to later. Uh, I've worked in-house. I've done quite a work, bit of, bit of work about in employee branding, although I'm, I'm not a, an expert, but I know the mechanics. Um, and um, and in, more, in more recent years, over the last eight years, I've moved into coaching. Um, initially, it was to teach agency recruiters how to sell and, and deliver on retained rather than you know, to move away from contingency. Yeah. And in the last six years, um, I, I started a copywriting training program, which has really taken off. And, and for better or for worse, I'm now known for yeah. that, actually. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the copywriting guy within the world of recruitment. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what I am. But it's not a bad place to be because uh, you and I both have a pet hate of uh, terrible job ads. Yeah. Uh, and boy, there's plenty of them out there. Um, so uh, maybe let's just start with the, the basics of, uh, you know, typically within a company, who writes job ads? Who, is it the, the hiring manager? Is it the recruiter? Is uh, it a combination? It's, well, I say never, never is an absolute word, but it's almost never a hiring manager. I, in, in all my 32 years in recruitment, I think I've known two, maybe three hiring managers write a job ad, and two of those were hiring managers trying to rewrite my job ad. You can guess where that ended, yeah. Um, but I had one hiring manager in Geneva who who wrote an ad, and but and and it it was kind of I could see the intent, and and it, it massively encouraged me. So together we we formed a great ad, which 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 went on to fill a very difficult job. But back in the day, it was very highly paid as well. Um, um, but no, it, it's recruiters typically recruiters, yeah. and it, and it has to be recruiters because it has to be the person who has a direct line to the hiring manager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So marketing people generally don't write great job ads because to write a great job ad, you need great information. But neither, from what I've seen, do recruiters write great ads. So one of the things that always strikes me, uh, especially amongst insurance companies and professional services companies, is the ads that just go on forever. They just go on. The job description, it's incredible. They try yeah. to get every single item that they ever possibly need from a client, from a, from a candidate, in the job description, which seems nuts to me because who's going to read all of it? That's the, the first yeah, thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, I, my response to this is going to be quite long. Are you, you, you're up for this. All right. 
girdle your loins. Um, <laughs> look, there, there, there's a there's a there's a bit of a backstory to why this is, um, or at least in, in you know in, in my opinion. Um, when I first came into recruitment, there was no internet. Yeah, yeah. job ads appeared. There were physical things that appeared in papers, you know, magazines, trade journals. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if they were display ads, they cost quite a bit of money. So yeah. So so when you were spending real money, you tended to put real energy and real thought into that ad because you needed it to work as hard as possible. Sure. Yeah? Then the internet came along and job boards came along and suddenly it became incredibly inexpensive to post lots and lots and lots of jobs instantly, mm. quickly. Uh, um, and so the initial instinct was to just post the client's job description, depersonalize it, Yeah, as, as far as agencies are concerned at least. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they put out the JD because that was the piece of content that they already had. Um, yeah. And suddenly it became all about quantity rather than quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it worked. Back in the early days of job boards, it worked for several years because the novelty factor for the candidate was great. I can now apply for a job without getting an envelope and licking a stamp or walking to a post box. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was quick and it was easy. Um, but as time has gone on, um, the candidate base, which is, i.e., the population, the rest of the world, have gradually become more and more disenchanted. Fundamentally, people are no different today than they were many years ago. They fundamentally still need a good reason to apply for a job. Yes. Now, the, the biggest reason is I'm unemployed, I, I need another job. But for those people who are in jobs, and, and we up until this pandemic, we were in the lowest unemployment for, I think, a generation, over a generation, sure. um, yeah. 40 years or so. So, so if you're going to fill jobs, you're probably most of the time going to be talking to people who are in a job. And, and people who are in a job will look at job ads from time to time. Uh, I've read a report a few years back that 60% on average of a job board's traffic is from people who are in a job that are looking for something better than, than, than what they're in. And that makes um, sense, yeah. yeah. So, so logically, if somebody's going to look at job postings, they're they're only really going to, and they're in a job, they're only going to respond to something that tells them or suggests that this job might be better than the one that they're currently doing. Yeah. In other words, the job, the job posting has got to sell the job in, in, enough to get the person to want to reach out and respond. Correct. To, yeah. 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 And um, I, I, I see this. So and if we go back, but if I go back to, as I say, insurance companies and professional services always spring to mind because they just, yeah. you know, never ending job description. Um, yeah. Obviously, maybe some companies just haven't moved on from the... the, the no, agency. That, no and, and agencies haven't either. It, 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 it's almost like, it's a bit of a crude analogy, but it's a bit like frogs being put in a saucepan of cold water and put the heat on, and they don't notice that the water's gradually got hotter. Yeah. 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 Um, but look, it, it's, it's starting to change. Um, the internet has democratised marketing. Yeah. Uh, it's given more recruiters an individual voice. Um, and more people are starting to realise that you can, you can reach more people very, very quickly and relatively inexpensively, but the price you're going to have to pay is you're going to have to put some effort into the words that you use and the structure of those words that you use if you're statistically more likely to, to, to get the attention of the people you're trying to get the attention of. You, you mentioned professional services firms and insurance firms. I mean, those types of companies tend to have a certain formality to them yes. culturally. 
yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that contributes to, to 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 what you've described. But honestly, that's generally applicable to most companies. Um, most companies put out job postings, and I, I'm 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 deliberately avoiding using the word job ads because they're not job ads. A job ad is something that sells. A job description is something that explains. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they put out job descriptions and expect them to behave like job ads. Um, but of course, people who don't need another job are not going to read a 900 word job description. This is for sure. Too long. It's too boring. The, the next question then, well, there's a couple of questions that come out, out of that. Yeah. You, you might come into a company, they have their job des- descriptions already done and therefore you're following a, a set pattern. And nobody's sort of questioning that that job description needs to shorten, you know, to, to deal with the internet and, and yeah. Uh, but also, are the recruiters getting trained at all on on how to write great job descriptions? Because that would seem like a well, logical thing to do. Well, look, first of all, there's no such thing as a great job description. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and, and look, this comes up a lot, Gary, and, and I forget accused of being a, a, a somewhat pedantic, but there is a huge gulf between a job advert and a job description. Yes. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Sorry to pick you up on it, but it's no, an, that's good. It's an important distinction because they 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 both have two very different jobs. Hmm. The, the job ad is to get someone interested in having a conversation with the recruiter. Yes. And once that conversation has happened and both people are happy that, 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 that it's a fit for both, then the potential candidate is more likely to want to look at the job description. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so it happens a little bit further into the process. Um, so, so why aren't they trained? Oh, God, yeah. I, well, they are now because I'm around. But, yeah. but they're not. They're not being trained internally. I, I mean, I'm sure, I think that, that there's plenty of good advice out there how to write a job description. Hmm. But that's got nothing to do with how to write a job ad. Um, I think there's, a, there, there, there's some thinking out there that is, from an agency's perspective, well, if we just get it out there often enough and send out enough messages, we'll, we'll, we'll get enough candidates who are ready to move on. Yes. So if you just play the numbers game, as opposed to persuading someone who isn't particularly looking, but reads something and, and thinks, wow, actually, that sounds really interesting. So, so, you get so, your better quality candidates from, right? Potentially, yeah. absolutely. Um, but, but I think with companies, I think with a lot of companies, and I can't prove this, but I, this is the only logical answer I can think of as to why companies put out boring content and expect good quality people to respond to them is that I think they think they're doing the world a favor just by having a job vacancy. <laughs> I can't think of any other reason why, why, you know? Well, well, well let's hop on a sec then to, to the job ad, right? Rather than job description, the job ad. I mean, there's got to be common mistakes. What, are, what do you see as common mistakes that are, that are made in job ads? There are four big ones, the four main categories of mistakes that you'll see over and over again. If you went now and looked at job ads with the four things I'm about to tell you in mind, you, you'll go, oh, yeah, it's exactly that. They're too long, too boring, which we've already discussed. Yeah. So somebody, um, so let, 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 let's, let's assume um, a marketing manager has had a bad day at work or his or her boss has pissed them off and they, they're, they're on the train home, they get the phone out and they just do a, a, you know, a, a search for jobs for marketing manager. So they click marketing manager, leads, 50K. They'll get a list of returns, they'll click on one of the links and it'll expand the job ad. And if it's long and boring and it's 800 odd words, they'll probably won't read it. But what else turns people off is that if they do start to read the ad, if you look at the, the, the beginning of nearly every single job ad out there, it's all about the company. Yeah. 
It's we are, we're doing brilliantly, we love ourselves, it's, our products are brilliant. Yeah. You know, pet peeve of mine. That is a huge pet peeve of mine. I hate uh, that. Yeah, we're growing, we're doing very nicely. So that's the second big, big mistake is if you're going to get people to want to read anything, actually, not just a job ad, you have to make it about them, not about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, then too many of them have too many demands. So it's, you must have this, you must have that, you must have experience in this, you must know how to do this. You, yeah. Um, yeah. Many of them, and they're just too many. Um, often you'll see anything between sort of eight and 12 and 15 bullet pointed list of things that you must have and that puts people off even if they read halfway down the ad think actually yeah because you know if, if they read the ad and they're doing all of the work thinking you know and, and joining the dots up even though it's boring to read um and then they they see a a, a dozen bullet points of, of things that they've got to have and they only have seven or eight of them you've lost them yeah Absolutely. And look, I've, I've been recruiting for a long, long time uh, and for the last nearly 20 years only on a retained basis. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm doing the job properly because I'm not in a race with other agencies or other recruiters. And I have yet to walk out of a briefing meeting with a hiring manager with more than four must have non-negotiables that right. the candidate has got to have in terms of knowledge or skill. And I never put in my ad soft skills like yeah, strong communicator or great man, great, great people manager, because they're, they're massively subjective and everyone thinks they're great communicators <laughs> or good managers. Yeah. Um, so I just don't go there. You know, that, that's something for you to assess further into the process. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the demands are, are off-putting. And probably the most criminal mistake is, is they make it too difficult for people to apply. Mm. So if an ad has gone out and it's for a particularly niche role, let's say a particular type of software engineer, uh, and, and someone has read to the end of the ad, which in itself would be a miracle in a lot yeah. of cases, but let's say it was a good ad and they got right to the end, and then the ad finishes with, please send your CV to, yeah. and that software engineer doesn't have an up-to-date CV because they've been in a job for the last four years, so haven't needed one. Um, are they going to go home and write, update their CV? Look, if it's a spectacularly great ad, they may well do, but it probably they probably won't. Um, so you've got to make it as easy as possible for your target audience to respond in some way. It doesn't have to involve them sending a CV. Yes. It can just involve them reaching out by email, by phone, by doing something else. But you just need contact. That's the most important thing because a job ad is only a lead generator. Yeah, and, and that, seems to be, that seems to be missed along the way that, what you're trying to do with a with a job ad is, is attract people, right? You're trying yeah. to attract people to your, your company and to that particular job. So so making it inc incredibly difficult to either apply for it or to read through the job description or you know, yeah. all those things that you've just talked about to put people off. They're barriers. So why would you put yeah. up barriers? Yeah. Look, the one caveat I'll add to all of that is, is that obviously what I'm talking about here are jobs that are historically somewhat tricky to fill. Yes. Or if you're a company, jobs that you typically need to put out to agencies. Yeah. Or jobs that typically agencies struggle to fill themselves, potentially. Yeah. Um, but see, see, the thing with agencies, they'll put out rubbish job ads or job postings. Um, and I think from conversation I've had with a lot of recruiters, they see it as just getting their name out there. Particularly if they're a niche, if, they're, if they, if they specialise in accountancy or Java developers. Yeah. If, if, if their name's out there, then those types of people will, will, are more likely to remember them 
um, and come to them when they have reached that point where they've decided it's time to move on. Of course. Yeah. Um, but limiting yourself to only being able to talk to candidates who have reached the point where they've decided they want to move yeah. is, is, I think, su su somewhat limiting. Um, yeah, it's the two oh, things, but, isn't it? It's brand awareness uh, and then it's actually having a goal for, for what the job ad does. Yeah. Look, and the other thing, of course, that we, 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 we have to mention in, in, in the pursuit of fairness is that not all job ad, not all jobs need to be sold. No. So if it's a job, if it's for a role where there are potentially, you know, lots and lots of available candidates, you, you don't have to make any special effort. You just, you just announce the job by putting out a JD and that will probably do it. And you can put barriers in front of people to deter those that may not be suitable or may not be that serious. So, so yeah. Yeah. it's got to be weighted along the lines of, you know, how, how big is the target audience and how many of them are likely to be available. And if the answer is not many, then you need the, they need to work harder. And, and that applies not just for job postings, but also for messages as well, because a lot of recruiters will reach candidates individually through, through some kind of instant messaging or email. Um, yeah. And everything I've described still applies. Yes. It might be a, it might be delivered tactically slightly differently, but the, the principles are exactly the same. One of the things that was going around my head when you were talking about the, the job ad as well is, you know, it depends as well on how people are accessing that that job ad. I think I read a stat, and forgive me for not knowing exactly where I got it from, but somewhere around sixty percent of that of job ads are uh, accessed via mobile phone. Okay. So again, if your job ad and the descriptions, bullet points within the job ad aren't succinct, yeah. again, you're going to lose the, the potential that's, candidate. That's a really good point, actually. And to go back to job posting, if people are scrolling a job posting on their phone, which you're right, a lot of them are, you know, on the way back from work or on a train or, exactly. or, or yeah, yeah. in bed on a Sunday morning. Things like the length of the job posting is critical. Yeah, I don't believe any job ad needs to be much more than about 400, 450 words. Right. Um, but also you've got to, again, tactically, you need to, you need a lot of white space to break up. Yeah, so, so no paragraph should be more than about three lines when reading on a mobile phone. So it needs to be broken up because white space gives people time to catch breath. Correct. Yeah, and to digest what they've just read before moving on. Um, yeah. Plus, it's visually more attractive to read as well when looked at in, in its entirety. Mm. Um, and the same goes for messaging as well. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm conscious of time, and, and yeah. as always, we run out of time when we're, we're chatting to really interesting people with loads to, to talk about. Um, but let me do just a couple, of, a couple of last questions, if I may. Video job ads, on, on the basis of, of, of the volume of people looking at YouTube, I'm surprised there's not more video job ads. Okay. I'm not, actually. The problem with video is, is that it, it can't be skim read. It can't be skimmed through. Yeah, whereas a, a, a job ad, particularly if it's a long one, if it's broken into subheadings, you, you can kind of navigate your way through it visually first to decide if it's something you want to commit to reading. Um, video is a little bit harder. but So I don't really think video is ever going to be a meaningful competitor to job postings. I do think it's going to become a very, very important tool to attract people to companies. Yes. I really do. As, as support marketing. Yes. So, so it, it's more important in employer branding than it is in, in selling jobs in particular. Yeah. So, so on that basis, you're, you're safe for another few years, Mitch. <laughs> I mean, I'm too old to worry about things like that. Yeah. I, I, I just think about tomorrow, not, not the next five or 10 years. <laughs> Very good. 
uh, on that lovely note, <laughs> how do people get hold of you, Mitch? Because I'm sure, you know, having listened to you now uh, and the enthusiasm in your voice and stuff, uh, I, I know that there's recruiters out there who'd love to reach out and, and know more. Okay, look, I, I, I pretty much live on LinkedIn. I generally always accept connection requests from people in the recruitment industry for the most part. Yeah. Um, if they don't want to connect with me, they can just follow me. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I post fairly regularly on there. Very good. Uh, Mitch Sullivan, thanks very much for your time today. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, and loved having you on the show. Uh, as, as always, wish I had more time, but, but we don't. But th- thank you uh, for your time, Mitch. Yeah, thank you for yours, Gary. It's a pleasure. Take care. Take care, bye. Right now. So that was the wonderful Mitch Sullivan, a fountain of knowledge on uh, job descriptions and job ads uh, and a really interesting guy to boot. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks for your time today and this has been Recruitment Revealed. See you again soon. Take care.